We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So glad to have you on this Wednesday. And Perloff, it's a story that's not going away. And that is, what do the Packers do now with their quarterback situation? The Packers are obviously having a dreadful season. Rodgers is hurt. And in his absence, Jordan Love comes in against your Philadelphia Eagles and showed us a little something. Oh, yeah. It wasn't amazing, but it was a little something. I think everyone was so hungry to see Jordan Love <laughs> yeah, that well. people treated it like it was amazing, <laughs> for whatever it's worth. That's true. Uh, we want to get the thoughts of someone who's had to make these tough decisions with regards to quarterbacks, and that's Michael Lombardi, who's host of the Lombardi line on VEASAN, also the GM Shuffle podcast, which we're all big fans of. Michael, thanks so much for the time today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No, thank you. So as a former general manager and front office executive for as long as you have been, we wanted to get your thoughts on on what the Packers are thinking here. So for the crowd that's screaming, play Jordan Love, sit Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, what would you say to them? Well, they've already made that decision. I mean, you know, when we gave Aaron Rodgers that contract extension, it wasn't just because we wanted him back for one year. It's a three-year contract when you break it down. And, you know, it's got a ton of guarantees. The, the Jordan Love boat's been sailed. You know, if you listen to my podcast, my cousin, who's a carpenter, Vince Lombardi, no relation to the Vince Lombardi, but he thinks he is. Uh, <laughs> he's been screaming for love time for a while, like a lot of Packer fans. But the reality of it is, is the Packers organization has made this decision last April when they extended Aaron Rodgers and they got him under contract. They're going to have to say goodbye to Jordan Love at some point and hopefully convince people that the end of the Eagle game is really who he is and it wasn't just going against uh, junk time. So, you know, I mean, this decision is already in the bank, just like the Russell Wilson decision is already in the bank. Once you give away that kind of money, there's no turning back. Mike, so there's no way they, I don't know, give a fifth-year option to Jordan Love or re-sign him. That's sort of fantasy talk when people say that? Oh, complete fantasy. First of all, you want to have $75 million in two quarterbacks? You know, I mean, like, that makes no sense, especially has anybody watched the Packer defense not stop anybody's running game? Yep. Like, do you want to put that many resources into a quarterback? Plus, are you sure Jordan Love's good? I mean, I haven't watched practice, but, you know, so I can't make that decision. 
But from what I – I mean, we've already made the decision that Darren Rodgers is your starting quarterback for the next three years. You know, move on. It's time to get the, time to get the team around them. I think they felt like with him back this year, they would be a better team. You know, disappointed in how they play defense. There's no denying that. Disappointed that LaFleur never really adjusted his offense with the absence of Devontae Adams. I mean, you can't run Devontae Adams' offense with Aaron Rodgers when Devontae Adams isn't there. The coverage has become different. Teams play you differently. Yeah, and the fact that they have not made those adjustments is uh, its pretty obvious. Michael Lombardi is our guest. Okay, so let's say we see a little bit more of Jordan Love. Let's say he looks good. Maybe he doesn't look like the second coming, but he looks good. What realistically could the Packers get for him in a trade? That's a great question. That's a great question. You know, and, and because he hasn't had great preseason, he's had decent preseasons, you know, when the great Ron Wolf would make these trades and he was able to get, you know, he traded Mark Brunel down to Jacksonville. Mark Brunel was a six-round pick. I think he got a fourth back. Hasselback, he got a first out of Seattle. Usually it comes with really good preseason play and somebody knowing the player, right? Somebody kind of knows the guy. Uh, I, I, I would find it hard to believe that they would recoup their, their, their high pick because a lot of it's going to depend on who's in the draft, who's available. You know, the quarterback position is like musical chairs. Once you have one, you're not looking for another one. So, you know, if you've got to, it's all about timing. And I think that timing relates. Look, the 49ers couldn't give away Jimmy Garoppolo last offseason, <laughs> mostly because of the injury to the shoulder, but they got to be thankful they didn't. All right, let's talk about Jimmy G. Uh, where do you think he ends up next year? Oh, I, I think Jimmy G will go somewhere where people are comfortable with him. You know, they know him and understand what his strengths and weaknesses are. You know, the biggest fallacy of the NFL is this notion that every quarterback, the great quarterbacks, don't have to be managed. Like, everyone has to be managed. And and how you run, let's just take Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, the GOAT, seven Super Bowls. He doesn't have a nickel running back. He's always had one, whether it's been Kevin Falk, Shane Vereen, or James White. He doesn't have a tight end, whether it's Gronk, Ben Watson, whomever it's been. He doesn't have a slot receiver, whether it's Wes Welker, Danny Amendola, Troy Brown. He doesn't have any of the three things that matter to him in his offensive scheme and the way he wants to move the football. He looks pedestrian-like because of it. So my point here is simply you've got to build a team around the quarterback. This isn't just roll the ball out and say, hey, let's play. And I think anytime you look at Garoppolo, you've got to build the right team around them, like they have in San Francisco. He throws the ball in the middle of the field really well. They want to attack the middle of the field really well, and they have a bunch of inside receivers. So a team that wants to do those things, I think he's going to be in high demand this offseason. How about the Jets for Jimmy G? We're in New York. We uh, Two of our producers are Jets fans. Do you think that's possible? I do think – I mean, that would be – remember, Mike White's a free agent at the end of the year, and a lot of his contract status is going to be dependent upon what he does over the next – games and then what do you do with Zach Wilson you think Jimmy G wants to come into New York with Zach Wilson looming over him I mean you've got a lot invested in Zach Wilson are you ready to give up on him you know I mean when Zach came out of BYU this wasn't kind of the way he played he had really good anticipation he had a good arm I mean this what we're seeing now this Zach Wilson looks completely different than the one I saw at BYU you know, Michael, I, think, I don't know if it's going to get cured. I don't know if you can bring in a guy like Garoppolo when you're sitting there with that albatross like Zach Wilson, who's yet to play well. I mean, in fairness, when I watch him and I liked him coming out of college, I haven't seen him play well yet. Now, the Jets' offense, when he's been in there, has done everything to prevent him from playing well because they don't want him to lose the game. <laughs> well, I don't, are they trying to protect him a little bit? Michael Lombardi is our guest. He's the host of the Lombardi line on VEASAN, uh, host of the GM Shuffle podcast as well. We're big fans. So, okay, 
you say like the that the Jets have so much invested in Zach Wilson. I totally understand what you mean. They took him second overall, the guaranteed money that goes along with it. But Michael, with the like salaries slotted salary scale, where you're not guaranteeing a guy Sam Bradford fifty million dollars before he steps onto a field, do you think that gives front offices permission to just keep drafting quarterbacks? Well, you got to get one till you get one. I mean, you got to keep drafting them until you get them. But here's what I learned in my time in the league. I spent time in Indianapolis with the great Donnie Walsh, the former president of the Indianapolis Pacers. And he told me years ago, you can't trade a player unless you really know who he is. And I don't know if they know who Zach Wilson is yet. Mm. I think right now he's not very good. But you can't trade him until you know who he is. And I think that's the biggest issue. They don't know who he is. And what are the problems? I don't know what the problems are. Are they? Is it off the field? Is he immature? Is he not working hard? I don't know what they are. But his production on the field leads you to believe that unless he changes something in his lifestyle, it's not going to turn around. Mike, when do we know when, when a team does have their quarterback? I'm thinking of that draft. Do the Patriots have their guy in Mac Jones? Do the Bears have their guy in Justin Fields? You know, I, I, well, look, Justin Fields, that's a whole other conversation, right? So they run the – Justin Fields is a running back playing quarterback. I mean, let's be honest here. They run – and we have the league – uh, I, I've been saying this on the pod. There's The six-back offense in the National Football League is very prevalent. And what do I mean by a six-back offense? It's back to the single-wing days, you know, where you had guys that played quarterback that could throw the ball, but they were running backs too. And that's what Chicago did. They finally transitioned into the six-back offense. And they don't want to throw it more. Atlanta's running a six-back offense. Buffalo. Who's Buffalo's leading rusher? Josh Allen. They run a six-back offense. This six-back offense is where we're going in the National Football League. Can it stay healthy? I don't know. Philly started the trend. If Philly runs a six-back offense, I mean, the first play of the game against the Packers, uh, to Mike Barry, to Joe Barry's surprise, was a quarterback run. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is what the offense is in the National Football League. There's six or seven teams running six-back offenses. Fields fits that. Now, you're going to have to build a team around Fields that fits that. You don't want him throwing the ball more than 20 times a game. He's going to cost you games. What happens to you if he can't throw it at the end of the game like he couldn't against Detroit, you lose a game. you got to get better in that area. So, to me, the six-back offense, I think you got to go 20 games for an NFL quarterback to really know who he is and understand his strengths and weaknesses. If Mac Jones would have played as poorly last year as he is this year, you would say it's a blown pick. But he played well last year, and he played well against Minnesota. The protection hasn't been good. They've kind of been injured. They haven't kind of gotten in the rhythm offensively. So you still have to give this some time. Michael, can you win a Super Bowl with that six-back offense that you're talking about? Because I don't know what you're going to find out. Well, because like Patrick Mahomes is so athletic, but it's not like a lot. It's a lot of scrambling. It's not the design runs like what they do with Josh Allen. They never put him in the run game. He he's in the run game if you play cover two man. He's in the run game if if you don't rush with discipline in the pocket. That's the only time. When he's in the run game, like against Tennessee, which he won the game because of his feet against Tennessee, he scrambles for 20 yards on, on second and 19 and gets a first down. You know, so that's what he does. That's a different running quarterback than what I'm talking about. You know, Josh Allen's got to stay healthy. He's big. He ta- he's hard to tackle. But I think it's hard. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to have to prove in the playoffs that, A, he can play and throw the ball. If the Eagles get behind, can he throw the ball when the other team knows he has to throw it? That's going to be the key question. I don't have the answer to that. I think he's gotten better as a pocket passer, but everything he does is off the run game. Michael, last one for you from me, and that is not with hindsight. I'm asking you right now, if you were the general manager of a team and you were given the option between drafting Tua or Justin Herbert, who would you take? 
I'll take Herbert in a minute. I mean, look, two has played really well the last four games against one of the worst defenses. People have forgot <laughs> against New England. Against New England, he, they scored 13 points. The defense scored seven. Against Buffalo, they had the ball spotted at the six. I mean, let's let's slow this down. Two has played really well. I'm not a Tua fan. I think weather's going to be hard on them. I think the rain in San Francisco and the front of San Francisco will be a problem. But let's understand who he's played against the last four weeks. Four of the worst defenses in all of football. So what happens against the Niners? Well, I think it's going to be really hard. They play a lot of zone in San Francisco. Their eyes are on the quarterback. Without Armstead at left tackle, they got Brendan Shell over at right tackle. Can they protect him long enough where if he has to hold the ball and throw the ball into tight windows with velocity, it's not going to work. Michael, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Michael Lombardi is the host of the Lombardi line on VEASAN, also the GM Shuffle. Uh, thank you for answering our questions. We'll be on the lookout Anytime. for a Jordan Love trade. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Big Daddy will be happy with that. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you, Michael Lombardi. Wow. I thought we were going to talk about trading Aaron Rodgers, but he's talking about trading Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's a realist, and that contract is yep. a problem. You know, it's funny, as fans, we tend to not... You could tell us that the salary cap, dead money, and I just completely blow over that. I see Jordan Love and be like, oh, there's the future. The reality is, once you give that contract to Russell Wilson, once you give it to Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that they're going to have a choice next offseason. No, and he's right. You, If you have Aaron Rodgers and you have Jordan Love on the fifth-year option, mm -hmm. it's so much invested into one position. Granted, it's the most important position on the field, but that's hard to justify. And as he's saying, the defense has been porous. Okay, let me paint a scenario, though. Let's say that— well, How many more first-round picks are they going to put in the defense before yeah, they I start to show— Start to tackle something. <laughs> well, Gary got capable. hurt. That was a bummer because that's he true. was turning into a star. But the thing about— that situation. What if Jordan Love gets five games under his belt and really plays well? Then it's got to change the calculus a little bit. I mean, Mike's saying the money is so that there's no way you can do anything. But I think at least it changes the conversation, at least get more value in a draft pick. Maybe you get a first round back. Maybe. Yeah, may I mean we've seen crazier trades in the NFL. You know what I think is going to is going to maybe help this situation along is how do the NFL feel about this quarterback class? Because, Bad. <laughs> well, Bryce Young, who I think is would be the number one consensus, is 5'11 and 200 pounds. Yep. If, that, that's not big. You know, or is C.J. Stroud going to be your guy? Is Will Levis going to be your guy? Hedden Hooker's coming off of an ACL. I mean, we can go down all these guys, but if the NFL doesn't look kindly on them, it's going to help the likes of a Jordan Love. Yeah, it's funny because... I, he mentioned if you've coached him before, it would help if an uh, offensive coordinator right. left Green Bay and knew him. That's usually the situation. But you might have scouted him before the draft and fell in love. We see that a lot, too, where teams really want to draft a guy, get him on the second time around. The thing about the draft that's funny to me, you have all these quarterbacks who are not top 10 level players, right? right? But once you get out of the top 10, everyone's got a quarterback. So right. it, Kenny Pickett at 20 was the exception. I remember when your Bills took uh, EJ Emanuel at yeah, 15. Yeah, reached, yeah. Usually you don't see quarterbacks go from 15 to 30 because if you're drafting there, you have a quarterback. So Generally, it's going to be yeah. weird. That means that some bad quarterbacks are going to get pushed up, right? You know, I also have another theory about this that we still see it every now and again, but it's very, very rare. Maybe are we going to get back to a time when first-round draft picks or quarterbacks sit for a year? Like, I know that happens sometimes still. Mahomes did it. Lamar Jackson did it. Like, it still happens here and there. But more often, when you take a guy in the first round, he's playing right away. And mostly it's because, oh, you got to try to win while you're on a rookie deal. Well, newsflash, if you're taking a rookie quarterback, 
in the first round, like the odds are your team's probably not that good. And maybe your coaching staff isn't all that great either. Is it worth it to throw these rookies into the fire? Or is there more of a, you know, the bridge quarterbacks and those guys maybe getting second looks and well, a little more attention. Hennon Hooker is going to be 34 years old. When he gets in the league <laughs> with uh, coming off an ACL, so I think he better play soon. Yeah, he's I, I a think father of five. The counter argument to that is a lot of these college quarterbacks have been throwing a lot more passes. The college game used to be not the wide open passing game, and now it's more advanced passing than the pros. That's so true. those guys have come up playing seven on seven. They played college. I think I think they have a lot of throws under their belt. Yeah, but think it's about a what, Ma- what Mike Lombardi said. Now it's it's a running league. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all about which the running quarterbacks it, now, which makes it even more. Back to your argument, you want to get as much as you can out of those running quarterbacks early on. So there's great arguments both ways. I think those guys, the teams are going to do what you said. They're like, we got this five-year window. We got to teach this guy how to play, get him out there. I know. Meanwhile, though, how many more quarterbacks are ruined than developed? You well, know? Yeah, but those guys, That's for a variety of reasons. I, but I they realize. might stink anyway. It's hard to tell. That's true. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Also, so what is Aaron Rodgers up to today? We will get to that a little bit later on. It is the Maggie and Perloff Show. Glad to have you on this Wednesday on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Still some lingering college football debate here. Maggie is maintaining that USC should get in with a second loss. If it's not, a close loss, like last second loss to Utah. Yeah, not necessarily saying they will, but thinks that they deserve to be there and be a more exciting Final Four. I say Ohio State with one loss still gets in and probably should get in. Ohio State's a huge brand. They, I mean, it's just yeah, NFL I know. No one's ever team. heard of USC before. But Ohio State, yeah, I'm saying to, jump, to be the first team ever to go from two losses in the Final Four with a one-loss Ohio State team sitting there, that seems a little radical for me. That it, is the Caleb Williams effect. Yeah, but, I mean, listen, Bryce Young's at Alabama. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. I know, but we've already seen him do his thing, you know? Yeah. He played in the National Championship We saw Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, too. I mean, it's not like he's out of nowhere. No, but not in the college football playoff. We haven't seen him. Not on that kind of stage. I also think you could argue that he'll probably be there next year as well. Uh, Also, transfer portal opens today. we got two months of complete and utter chaos. There could be – I was Googling some rumors, and now it's – Pretty much every job and every quarterback could go Wait, down. Did you just <laughs> Google rumors? Well, Transfer portal rumors? This is from my old boss. Dan Patrick was talking this week and asked a really interesting question to David Pollack. Yeah. Uh, why not Drake May to Ohio State? Because you you could transfer. So Drake May is doing great in North Carolina. Was in a Heisman race. But Ohio State needs a quarterback next year. Can you just pull anybody out of anywhere? Could Wait. we see complete chaos? Oh, this is free agency on steroids. I yeah, love I'm, it. But doesn't Ohio State already have like three other five-star so th- kids waiting? They have the number one recruit in 2024 who's not there yet, Dylan Rayola. So, no, they don't really have an answer at quarterback. And I just think that you got to be careful. Whoever your quarterback is, you're going to have openings. Notre Dame still needs a quarterback. I think Florida's going to need a quarterback. Uh, so I, I just think it's going to be a really fun college football is going to become like NFL. Like the off season is going to be just as fun as the, as the regular season. For sure. I saw that Hudson card, the backup at Texas is going into the transfer portal. And you and I have talked a lot about when Arch Manning gets to Texas, yeah. what happens, right? You had thought maybe he would redshirt a year. Cause that's just sort of what everybody does. Well, I think he'll be there and he won't play at first. And then he'll redshirt by default because Quinn Ewers would be the starter. That was what I was thinking. Right. Well, I'm wondering now, like, I always thought the moment that Arch steps on campus at Texas, he's playing. I, I, unless Ewers is there, I, then it'd be interesting. I mean, Ewers could transfer too. He is now he already he transferred, already transferred w- once, though. so he'd have to sit out a year. But I mean, Quinn could go back to Texas, uh, SMU or TCU or one of those schools. We've seen that kind of move. So if Ewers stays though. They're going to at least let him start the season, I would think. And that's not an indictment on Arch. I mean, no. Trevor Lawrence had to sit the first two games. No, I I agree with you. I Caleb Williams had to sit. For half the season, of course, Spencer Rattler, bad Spencer Rattler was there. <laughs> I know, but now look at what Spencer Rattler's done in the last two weeks. Maybe changed a little of his of his narrative with South Carolina pulling off two big upsets, right? Well, right. My point was, the, even the, the number one, I know Arch is different, but the number ones often sit. It's very rare for a true freshman. I hear what you're saying. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Speaking of Texas, Quinn is calling from Texas. Is this Quinn Ewers calling from Texas? No, it's not Quinn yours. How you guys doing? <laughs> doing great. What's going on, Quinn? Great. Hey, um, 
I, I've listened to a lot of sports radio, uh, Randy Galloway, Perel on the bench, Dan Patrick. That's where I'm familiar with Perloff's work. And I just wanted to call and say you guys are as entertaining as any of them, um, from the short jokes to the frozen cheesesteaks uh, <laughs> to high-quality uh, sport, sports analysis. I'm not familiar with the saber metrics of how they marry up two hosts if that's a production decision and executive decision, <laughs> could you maybe walk us through the genesis of how you met and how this show came to be? Because you're really doing a great job. Oh, well, thank you, Quinn. By that's way, awesome. that, that's a lot of growl, Randy Galloway and Pharrell. I like, know. That's some deep thank voices you. That, wow. that bring it. I know. And, and Dan Patrick. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Maggie, what were the uh, the analytics? What did the marketing department <laughs> well, say? Well, PFF got together and they said, forget football for a second. We got to figure out this show. Um, I mean, Perloff and I knew each other for eight years at Sports Illustrated, and one day I called him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically, it wasn't like it was created in a lab with all this reams of data and the big bosses. And yeah. it's more like, crunch the numbers, look at the markets, hey, you know. Hey, Maggie, who do you want to do a show groups. with? I don't know. Let me see what Perloff's doing. <laughs> hey, Andrew, do uh, you want to do the show? Sure. Then, uh, yep, boom, that kind of happened. Done. That was it. No, but I appreciate the kind words, yes. Quinn. I wish we had the origin story, like one of the Marvel characters that you guys talk about all the time. Like some, well, like, like somebody got dropped into a vat of acid and <laughs> yeah. he came out as like this great radio <laughs> team. Maybe not a vat of acid. I believe that's how the Joker got created. There you go. <laughs> Is I that mean... where your mind first went? <laughs> I didn't say villain. I said hero. Most radio shows backstories. I I is, is it most radio shows backstories? Somebody hated somebody, and they had to find a way to put this X player with somebody. <laughs> it's always that's the backstory. I mean, we all know. So basically, somebody hated Perloff for Maggie, and then we just had to put somebody else with. Yeah, let's I mean, not think too deeply about that. Uh, I was thinking morally about like you know more about like there was a planet. And, you know, like Superman's oh. origin story. And it was yeah, born. No, no. And, and Were you, like, bit by a radioactive spider, maybe? You know what? Maybe that. Maybe there you I'm, go. You know, your neighborhood Spider-Man. That, anyway, that's the origin story. Oh, Bob and I knew each other for a long time. Even said, saying hey, this is the smallest thing about Marvel, you're out of your you're out of your element. It sounds awkward. I, I know. I can tell. <laughs> your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and it's not in 1985. Sorry, Come on. I actually only know that because it's a Wu-Tang lyric. I don't even know that because <laughs> of, the, of the movies. I know. Uh, let's go to Paul. He's in Cincinnati. Paul, what's up? Hi. Um, I, I'd like to say thank goodness for Mr. Lombardi regarding Tua. It, it's been making me nuts around uh, all of the TV and talk shows <laughs> with the whole, if you take Tua not uh, being knocked out of a game, then he's undefeated and this, that, and the other thing. And Most of his passes should be considered handoffs. Uh, it's just ridiculous to me. The Cincinnati Bengals dominated uh, Dolphins, and if by the end of the year uh, they will have beaten Mahomes, Tua, uh, uh, oh, shucks. Well, I mean, we got to see, right? We got Chiefs Bengals this weekend. Which oh, is and they got Josh Allen later in the year, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, Allen, and then they've got the Ravens. So if uh, if they were to go through that with Burrow, wouldn't he be the MVP? You know, there is. Oh, you know I what? saw Burrow moved up in the odds. I saw that too. It feels Plus like eighteen hundred. I believe a, it's a pretty high profile game on Maggie. We always say that the more yeah. eyeballs on you, it feels like uh, if if the Bengals do win that game, it's a Joe Burrow statement game for sure. So, and Paul, thank you for the phone call. So then Burrow would be three and zero against Mahomes. We know those head to head numbers are a little bit skewed because. 
Yeah. They're playing the defense. It's not playing each other, but whatever. Uh, Burrow would be 3-0 against Mahomes, which is interesting. Yeah. I mean, I do think... I think the Bengals are spectacular. And also, so they're getting Mixon back. And they're back. getting Jamar Chase back now. Yeah. But that being said, coming into the season, I don't think any of us picked the Bengals to go back to the Super Bowl. Everyone thought it was fluky. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of experts pick the Bengals, at least. No. And I'll be honest. I mean, I, I was someone who picked them to go to the playoffs, but not to go yeah, but, to the Super Bowl. However, I would say I think they they would have the inside track to win the AFC North. It's just their schedule is so tough. And yeah. the Ravens as I have a little bit of an easier schedule. So they play week 18 uh, against Baltimore. I I don't think that they are even in it. I think Baltimore is going to win that division. I can't believe they lost this week, but Baltimore is going to go on a run. Not because they're good, just the schedule is unbelievably bad. But doesn't it feel like Baltimore is kind of like at this crux or something, like a crossroads? Maybe not a crossroads. That might not be the right word, but it just feels like they're teetering, and maybe I'm just being, you know, just off of their terrible fourth-quarter collapses. And... I just don't feel like anyone trusts the Ravens right now. And they were playing excellent after the Roquan Smith trade and the defense yeah, was coming together. I mean, listen, but They've won was... four out of five games. It's not like they're in a tailswing no, because they lost on a two-point conversion. <laughs> listen, Maggie, come on. Look at this schedule. Home against Denver, at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland. That, at Cleveland well, Deshaun maybe. Watson is yeah. going to be back, though. We'll see. Atlanta, Pittsburgh, at Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean... Listen, if the Baltimore Ravens do not win this division, that's on them. They really screwed this up. And I'm not saying it's on Lamar Jackson. I say it's more on the defense in the last quarter. And Lamar is not playing well in the fourth quarter either. So just to contrast that with what the Bengals are facing now for the rest of the season, we mentioned Kansas City. It's a big game this weekend. It's a 425. And then Cleveland at Tampa, at New England, Buffalo, and then obviously Baltimore. Brutal. Brutal. Um, Then again, don't bet against Joe Burrow. We learned last year. We forgot for part of this year, and now it's back. It's like the Ten Commandments <laughs> of betting. Yeah, which is, which is thou shall never bet on the Falcons, and thou shall never bet against <laughs> yeah. Joe Burrow, and don't bet against Taylor Heineke while you're at and it. And thou shall not bet against Taylor Heineke. We're still working on the seven <laughs> other commandments, but those three we know for sure. Uh, Anthony's in South Carolina. Wants to talk about Tua. What's up, Tony? What's up? What do you um, think? Now talking about you would rather have Justin Herbert than you would rather have Tua. Okay, to me. I would rather have Tua. How many? Who got the best winning percentage out of Tua and Herbert? Tua. Tua, for sure. Okay. How many two touchdown games have Justin Herbert thrown in a row? I don't know. Zero? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Zero. Okay, then. And I, I feel like Buffalo fans fear Tua because you keep asking this question, who would you rather draft, Tua or Herbert? Do y'all fear Tua? Are y'all scared of Tua? As a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm scared yeah. of Tua. I'm scared of the offense. Yeah, smart. Smart, man. You're smart. Yeah. See, Thank you. Like <laughs> I'm scared of everybody. But, yes, I'm scared of Tua. But then y'all play the same teams we play. Yeah. So what's the difference when we beat them? Our schedule is weak. And y'all schedule. We play in the same teams. Here's the way I see it. I think Tua is a crafty point guard, like the Trey Young type, where mm. Justin Herbert's the Anthony Davis super a power forward is going to collect a lot of stats. I think yeah. people are people are not going to be impressed because of two of his of his size. I mean, I know that's totally shallow, but I think that's what we're seeing now. Well, I also think that Tua is making it look e- he's making it look easy because yep. his wide receivers are awesome. They have a great run game. Good and coach too. Good coach. They haven't played a lot of great defenses, but again, not everybody can do that. So I feel like Tua, and thank you, Anthony, for the call. I feel like Tua does deserve a lot of credit no, for that. No, definitely. There are a lot of guys who would not be able to execute that. 
But all right, we're going to come in Monday and we're going to be talking about Tua either as the big hero or you know was exposed I'll tell because you what, San Francisco's I, defense is probably the best in the league. You know, what? I'm really curious to see how yeah. it works and the familiarity between Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan. Right, yeah. like they all coach together for so long. So, who has the advantage there? Generally, it goes to the mentor, not the mentee. But I mean, McDaniel's coming in with a way better offense, and the San Francisco offense is not bad at all, by the way. Bummer yeah, I don't about know if it's Mitchell. way better. I think both San Francisco units are in the top ten now. So, 49ers have a good defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. So he'll know Mike McDaniel's tricks. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure who the who the Dolphins coordinator is. He might not know the Niners. I I might give a little check advantage to San Francisco. Who's the Dolphins? But unless they brought somebody over. Now you know, you, got, you stumped me. Why would we talk about that when we have? Uh, yeah, okay. I got uh, Josh Boyer. Josh, Josh Boyer. Boyer. Of Listen, Josh the great Boyer. Josh Boyer. <laughs> I mean, don't sleep on Josh Boyer. <laughs> that's that's the fourth commandment. Forty five years old out of some place called Muskegon University. That's not real. Seventeen yeah. years in the NFL. <laughs> Muskegum yeah. University? You're, you must not be reading that correctly. You mean Michigan. Read it for me, Mike. Help me out. Muskegum College, actually. Wait, in Ohio. Oh, oh, I was going to have us guess the state. What state did you say? Ohio? Muskegum College. Here's the best part. After he graduated, okay, he went to King's College. I know a, where that is. London. Oh, oh, I think there's one in Pennsylvania. One. No, you're right. It's Pennsylvania. <laughs> but isn't the famous King's College in London? Sorry to sound snooty. But... Yeah. Where do you go to Oxford to learn cricket? Yeah, I was like, the guy couldn't even get a job in America. But you're right. It's Pennsylvania. That's good. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Then, I've heard of Oh, King's but College. then he played at South Dakota School of Mines, which I used to think was South Dakota School of Mimes. And I was like, well, how can they be good at football? It's a mime school, how for God's sake. How did you sense. get into Dartmouth? How? <laughs> you thought South Dakota School of Mines was scout, South Dakota School of Mimes. What? Like the people, entertainers who don't say anything. It More actually gets worse. What is, the, what is the mascot of the Muskegon University Athletics Program? A muskrat? No. That'd be too easy. This is easier. Like easier, but also dumber. <laughs> okay, what is it? They're the fighting muskies, the yeah. muskegum <laughs> fighting muskies. Wait, sorry. And it's, I think it's a picture of a of a fish or a whale. I don't know what a muskie is, but it looks like a whale. Some sort in of Ohio. A, yeah. What are you talking some, about? Some sort of a, I don't know. Maybe maybe some sort of like mythical sea creature. I don't know what that is, but that is creeping me out. Mm. I'm sorry. You said South Dakota School of Mimes, and you said it gets worse. Yeah. So you know, Bob Stitt was this coach at Colorado School of Mines. Yeah, Mines. That's a, that's yeah. a very prestigious school. Yeah, and yeah. he was a really a, an offensive guru. Was friends with all the big names. Was a consultant. One time when my friend told me there's this coach at the Colorado School of the Blind, I was like, there's a football team at the Colorado School of the Blind? <laughs> and because there is a deaf team that's getting a lot of attention right now, but I didn't think it was possible to be visually impaired and play football. So that was very confusing for me for about five minutes. Should we I have terrible hearing check? Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> we had these headphones in and we're blasting it. I can't hear a thing. So when you tell me Colorado School of the Mind, you better be very clear and specific. I mean, how? How did that all just happen? How do you have that many <laughs> mistakes? <laughs> oh my goodness! It's I too mean, much. it's hard enough. Again, to, it's hard enough to pick up the blitz when you have vision. Can you imagine <laughs> being at the school? Of the you have to <laughs> sense it. Ackerman's here again. Save us, Ack. Save wondering us. <laughs> what kind of conversation did he stumble onto? Somebody's gonna come in and 
can rescue the show. <laughs> yeah, Ack, that's you, buddy. That's right. Good luck. We're all counting on you. 855 I make no promises. You, you know, know the schools, have you ever heard of Muskingham? No. Mesquite, what's it? Muskingham? Would, would it be Muskegum? Muskegum? Yes. I believe we have a caller who says that I believe it's Muskegum. Well, that makes way more sense. And a muskie is a predatory fish that lives in uh, fresh water in North America. Well, I know because I'm sure in five minutes there's going to be a scandal about two <laughs> hillbillies who put, you know, weights in the mouth to try to win $100,000 in a boat. All right. Now we're fending everybody. Let's just get going. 855 You don't remember that scandal? 855 cbs All right. Coming up next. What do we have here? Ahem. Oh, Perloff plays quarterback translator and goes against the grain. Going to do that next. Uh, bottom of the hour. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Rich Ackerman. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Little did we know that our conversation about Tua and Justin Herbert would lead us to the Dolphins' defensive coordinator, I already forgot his name. Josh Boyer. Josh Boyer, the one and only, who is a graduate, we think, of Muskegon College. We learned that's also in Ohio. And now people are calling us about it. 855-212-4CBS. This really started with an innocent question, which is right now, who would you take, Tua or Justin Herbert? Earlier in the show, we talked to former general manager Michael Lombardi, who said absolutely it would be Justin Herbert because he wants to see Tua go up against better defenses, Etc. Yesterday, we talked to Sean King, Super Bowl quarterback, who formerly played for the Bucs, and he said that he wants Tua because Tua has that championship genealogy. Oh, we have it. Let's play. Herbert's the more talented player physically. I think Tua has more championship genealogy. Like, Tua's the guy that I think is going to fight through a whole bunch of stuff, going to have more composure in the pocket, going to look adversity in the face and stand there and – do what it takes to be successful. As opposed to Michael Lombardi, who earlier picked Herbert. I'll take Herbert in a minute. I mean, look, Tua's played really well the last four games against one of the worst defenses. I mean, let's let's slow this down. Tua's played really well. I'm not a Tua fan. I think weather's going to be hard on him. I think the rain in San Francisco and the front of San Francisco will be a problem. But let's understand who he's played against the last four weeks. Four of the worst defenses in all of football. We want to hear from you, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. In the meantime, though, Linda is calling from Ohio. Muskegon, Ohio, Linda, do I have that right? Yes. Fantastic. So tell us a little about Muskegon. Well, um, Muskegon is like New Concord. It's where the astronaut John Glenn and Annie Glenn lived. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. 
That's that's all I wanted to tell you. Are we on a Muskegon? Are we what? Are are you calling us from Muskegon right now? Are we on the radio? No, no, I'm about like 20 miles away from Muskegon County. Got it. Okay. Linda will thank you. I'm in Muskegon County, but John Glenn lived in New Concord. Who's that in the background, Linda? Who do we got back there? Linda, we can hear someone in the background. Yeah, What's going on back there? Yeah, feeding you What's going on, Linda? <laughs> no. Linda did her own research. Yeah, it's my husband. Oh. Well, what's his name? Mike. All right. Well, tell Mike we said hi. I will. Okay. And everyone in Muskegon County, and tell him we'll see you soon. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, go Bucks. There you are. Wait, what was the name of the Muskegon College the, the Fighting the Muskies? The Fighting Muskies. But so, from what I'm seeing, we're getting some tweets and we're getting some calls. There's a hard N in there, Muskingum. Like Muskingum. King. Yeah, like a king in the middle, Muskingum. Obviously, Sandra, uh, everybody I like knows she goes, that. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a lot like... New, new Concord. New Concord. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's like new, new Concord, Concord, right. There, now it all gets uh, together. I can see it in my mind. Uh, Fred is calling from Florida. Fred, what's up? Nothing. That's, uh, that's the way I spell it. We always pronounced it Muskingum. I'm from Florida, I'm from Florida, but initially I'm from Ohio. Got it. So I'm a buck I'm a Buckeye and a Browns fan. Wait, are you from Florida or are you from Ohio? How can you can't be originally I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Uh, but I've lived down in Florida for the last twenty years. But Got the it. first sixty years I lived up in Ohio. There we go. And it's Muskingum. Yes. I was uh I was uh I watched a lot of uh, Jimmy Brown run the football back in the day. Yep, we heard of him. And, okay, I got I got one one story to tell you quickly about him and Sam Huff. Sam Huff was a linebacker for the Giants. Yep, we remember him when too. When they were in college, Jimmy Brown ran for Syracuse. Yep. Sam Huff played for West Virginia. Okay, so Jim Brown uh, is met at the line, and uh, Sam Huff says, uh, "You stink, Jimmy Brown." So he ran the ball again. He said, "You stink, Jimmy Brown." The third time. Jimmy Brown ran over and run for a touchdown. On the way back to the huddle, Jim Brown says to Sam Huff, how do I smell from here? <laughs> Fred, love it. You nailed the punchline, too. Fantastic. Muskingum. Yeah. I mean, I I, mean, who calls him Jimmy Brown? Those are the people who really know him. People in Muskingum. Yeah. I mean, listen, you open up the phone lines to talk about Muskingum, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I mean, do we even have a time for against the grade? I mean, well, do we leave I mean, enough time? We had like... A- Two calls, two more people called and then dropped. We had two or three tweets. I mean, people are all over Muskingum. This is this is big time, yeah, no, no, big no, time football. I mean, it's so much like because also you have the new Concord crowd gets involved and it's, then I mean, you don't want to mess them up. Them and Jaguars fans, you don't want to mess with. Well, I wasn't sure if New Concord and Muskingum was going to be like, uh, are they rivals? Are they friends? Yeah, I know everyone's all together in Muskingum County, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like, they're all factions can. Um, you know what? I think we should hold against the grain because I think there's an important phone call on the other line oh. that I think we really, really need to dive into. You're right about that. All right. Nick in Texas is here. Nick, how's it going, bud? First of all, how you been? Hey, how you guys doing? I've been doing well. Uh, first of all, just shout out to the guys on the other side of the window. It must be casual day. Mike looking earlier like he was on a heist with Jason Statham. <laughs> so I, I, Put the, cap on. Put the hat back on. That is when you look like you're robbing a bank. You, Samter, <laughs> can we please say what Samter, who Samter would be in the bank robbery, uh, in the uh, bank robbery movie? I'm the demolitions expert. Yeah, the demolition expert <laughs> yeah. who gets left behind. 
<laughs> and all of a sudden. I thought Nick said going on a hike with Jason Statham. I'm like, why am I hiking? I don't get that. A heist. That a makes heist, yes. A yeah. heist with Statham. You're the demolition expert who gets left behind. It was well, a shame. That, what, but I still find my way out. It's I still, a shame what happened to you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I was just calling about the uh, quarterback debate, you know, to uh, Justin. Uh, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. You know why? Because he's a heck of a young QB. And he's an Oregon duck. <laughs> all right, Nick. You, I have to say, first of all, you won the bet fair and square. Oregon covered 17 points against Cal. I have to wear a duck costume. Now, I did not remember that we had already set a date. But I um, saw that you had the evidence on Twitter. It's unassailable. <laughs> Perloff was the one who actually suggested this weekend and totally forgot about it. Totally forgot. So... <laughs> All right, so I have did a little looking around on a little website that no one's ever heard of called Amazon. And I was lucky enough to find a duck costume. Now, it's not exactly the Oregon duck, but Nick, I think you're going to find it acceptable. The problem is the estimated delivery is Sunday. So it's going to have to be paid off next week. Is that okay with you? I think that's great, you know, because there's a lot of um, big sports going on this weekend with, uh, you know, obviously the championship with the Pac-12 and all that going on. So there's a lot of things going on. I think after you guys talk about all the exciting things that did happen, then we top it off with, you know, you coming looking like a duck. I think that's yeah. perfect. All right. I don't, I don't, there is no one Oregon duck uniform. Everyone knows that they go into different shades of yellow and green. You can wear any duck and you're fine. Okay, well, then I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, neon. They can go with neon yellow. They can go with sort of silver. They can do whatever they want. You're Oregon, baby. Yeah, this is looking like a very extreme yellow yellow. Yeah. Is it super hip? Does it look like Nike designed it? Is it new age? It looks like pajamas. <laughs> what it looks like. It looks like PJs I'm going to wear to the show. PJs with a hat on it. <laughs> so you're going with the Ralphie look from the Christmas story. Oh, Something yeah. like that. Yeah. This is funny. I, I always think about this with the Amazon delivery people this time of year. Because holiday season, right? So people are getting all these gifts and stuff for your family and friends. And I'm the idiot who's getting a duck costume delivered to me <laughs> on December 4th. But a bet is a bet, Nick, and I will pay it off. Listen, Sounds good. You guys, stupid you guys college football weekend. bets are good any time of year. <laughs> it doesn't matter about the holidays. You can make a stupid college football bet any day and be fine. You know what? So, oh, bad job out of Amazon here. You know how sometimes they'll give you options of other things to buy before you check out? I am just now seeing the duck feet slippers, but I've already placed the order. So make another order. You're Amazon. Prime member. I, uh, I know. Yeah, it's Amazon. You're probably going to make three more orders this week. What's the difference? <laughs> Today. I don't know. I feel like we should, the Amazon delivery drivers should be busy with the Christmas gifts, not me paying off a college football game. You said that and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's Amazon. They'll take your money for, hey, <laughs> Stu just said, it's Amazon. <laughs> I know, but I feel like it should be for gifts for the children, not for... What the hell? It's not okay. Santa Claus. It's Amazon. <laughs> Is it not Santa? It's the closest thing we have. You know? Sorry, kids. Close your ears. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up, the NFL quarterback question we cannot agree on comes your way next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.